podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. I am Shelby Stokes, and joined by my old friend Casey Cool. Hi. And our guest tonight, Twitch streamer, master trainer, and commentator for Pokemon, Gabby Snyder. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. We have some fun things on the agenda that I'm very excited to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, first off, so you're really important to our show, and I don't think you know why. I don't know, and I'm I'm a okay. little bit scared, but I'm I'm assuming it's good. It's good. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Very good. As I bring out like a giant trifold of events, no, uh, I, I'd be no. flattered mostly. So I have a lock of your hair. <laughs> <laughs> so years ago, we my very first packs with Shelby. Uh, you were one of the packs Pokemon trainers, <gasps> and. I was battling people, and yes. you had a Frozen-themed team. Yeah, the Elsa team. Yeah. The Elsa team. You were dressed, and I was like, and you go, I went, oh, can I battle you for a bad? You go, sure. <laughs> I play doubles in VGC role, and I go, oh. Because I had been playing, like, Smogon and then Pokemon Online ladders with singles, and I was like, oh, I've never really done doubles, but I followed the VGC, and I was like, oh, I'll just run Tyrantar and... Uh, Garchomp. I think that was like the cool thing to do at the time because Double Rock Slide. And then you beat the crap out of me in fashion. And it's really important because <laughs> we started this podcast because we're busy dads. That was the weekend I found out I was going to be a dad. <gasps> was that podcast. Oh, no so way. I met you that same weekend You and I got really into VGC more. I became a dad. My son's super into Pokemon. But you told me about uh, TeamMagma.net. Yep. You told me to go join that. And then I started doing more research. And so I've been hooked on vgc so yeah i'm glad i didn't scare you away because no (laughs) no no not at all in fact i remember it was the packs and i don't know if this happens every packs or not but they had like the big beanbag Mm -hmm. lounge yeah 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 and and we casey and i had been walking around the show the old day and we came down and we saw that the that there was the pokemon corner if you will or whatever it was officially titled and casey's like should i go should i go battle should i just should i do it and i'm like yeah casey go yeah go try to get go get that badge and then he came back with his head yeah. in his hands it was pretty epic yeah. i got two badges i got one for trivia and then i battled someone and then gabby made me eat my lunch real quick it was like <laughs> Well, I actually still have those badges if you ever want to rematch um, next oh, time man. we're within proximity okay, of each sure. other. Okay, sounds good. I will <laughs> just remind me beforehand so I can actually Got bring it. them. Got it. But yeah, it's, I mean, shout outs to the PAX Pokemon League. Like, they are probably mm-hmm. one of the most positive communities out there for Pokemon in general. And I actually model a lot of like my content creation off of some of the stuff that they've, you know, set up. Um, they're always super welcoming and I always have a blast being a gym leader because you get to just like sit and talk with people and have an excuse to talk with people, which is always my problem. <laughs> so right. it's Same. it's a lot of fun. Talk about you model your content. So what is, what it? is it that you do? Yeah. So, I mean, in in the real world, in quotation marks, I spend most of my time doing software development. You know, I'm very much a computer person at heart. Um, but within the Pokemon sphere, um, you know, I, I am a commentator for the uh, Pokemon video game championship series. Uh, the last thing that I commentated for them was Oceania last year. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. It was a fantastic <laughs> event to go out on, but gosh darn it. I, I wish that there were more of them. Um I also do like some writing and stuff, but right now my primary focus has honestly been just sort of 
uh, having fun with Pokemon and like, you know, I stream weekly. I, I have a really amazing community, um, but you do just like trying to build a very welcoming space in Pokemon, regardless of how much time you want to put into it, regardless of your background, regardless of who you are as a person, like, or not a person, if that's what, if that's what you want, like, uh, cause that kind of space was something that I really struggled to find when I first started competitive. And I, I think that there's a lot of value in having somewhere in the community where you can go and be like, yeah, I want to try and make a team around Pukumuku because I really like Pukumuku. I'm not trying right. to get number one on the ladder. Um, and, and a lot of other content creators, I mean, they're all fantastic people and fantastic Pokemon players. Like, don't, don't let this be interpreted as anything. But, um, but they do have that focus on, you know, road to ranked number one top of the ladder meta teams tournaments and i i just don't think that's really my jam which is weird because i used to compete very seriously but this is kind of where i've ended up and i'm pretty happy with it right i i know you were a pro player for a long time right and then so how did you get into commenting in the world how did that shift happen yeah so i mean i i would say that i was as pro as anybody can be in pokemon um i do like to call out the distinction that it's not like other esports where you can do it full time it's very much like a pro hobby that you just put yeah. all your time into um, and, and that's where I was when I started commentating. Um, I had just come off my world's invite. Um, I qualified in 2015, uh, and I kind of burnt out on the whole competition aspect of things. And I started streaming thinking, you know, this will help me find a way to have fun with the game again. Um, you know, I don't really know what I'm looking for, but I know that I get nervous when I play in front of people. So let's just start playing in front of people and see what happens. Oh, that's smart. Um, and I would talk through my plays because at that time when nobody's watching you, like, you know, it is important to kind of get something going in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. And right, right. And like, I, I ended up being discovered discovered by um a good friend of mine now tj and um, adam doricott who run the florida vgc sort of streams and all the stuff down there um and they had asked me you know you want to try commentating for florida regionals and i was like yeah what the heck you know i think i'm over this competition thing i want to try something new it looks like fun um, and it was, I, I really enjoyed it. So I started doing more grassroots events and then Pokemon reached out in the late 2016. And then I was on the world's cast in 2017. Um, it was kind of a whirlwind at that point, but, um, it was, it's something that I'm very thankful for. And it's honestly been an absolute blast to be a part of every step of the That's way great to hear it it's really nice i i've always enjoyed your commentary too it's always really poignant so i was Thank always you. curious it, it's interesting that you're a software developer i'm like she has to have gone to school for broadcasting because you just you you're very <laughs> on ball it's never like any awkward moment you roll with it really well i'm sure 
I'm sure there's been like stressful times for you behind the mic, but you never ever have shown it. And you actually, you also hooked us up and recommended the Seattle Broadcasting Association, the online one with us. Yes. So you're, but you're not in Seattle anymore. You moved to the S Coast, East Coast. Yeah. East Coast. Coast. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm, I have this weird thing set up with my employer right now where I still technically work in Seattle. So I'm going to be bouncing between coasts as soon as things open up. So I'm trying Mm -hmm. to stay as involved as I can, um, especially with the the Seattle group. Uh, The Seattle Online Broadcasters Association is their full name. If you're a content creator in Seattle, you should Google them. They're fantastic. Uh, And like, it's, it's just something I enjoy. I mean, I've always been into performing, I think, to a certain extent. I minored in music performance in college. And I feel like this is kind of where that energy goes now. Um, So with Soba, I do like hosting and, you know, I just kind of talk with people and yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I don't really know, (laughs) but um, you know, I'm definitely planning on being in town when the, when the first IRL Soba meetup happens after everything's said and done. So we'll have to hang out at Gameworks together for that. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. With all the games you're playing and like you said, your community is very welcoming. I've gone in and talked and been People have been really helpful with, especially with Monster Hunter coming on the rise. Yes. So, and I, we're definitely going to talk Monster <laughs> Hunter, but our whole podcast is where you're a busy professional. You play God. a lot of Pokemon and you also, you have a full-time job. Our whole thing is about backlogs because as working, I'm a teacher and Shelby works in the uh, auction industry Ooh. and mm-hmm. we're dads. So video gaming, it's like a balance. And so we're always playing catch up with games and seeing if they still hold up. What games are on your backlog? So I have a very weird way of maintaining a backlog at this point, and I tend to just like buy games as they come out, and I physically have a shelf that represents my backlog. Oh no, it's physically so there watching you. It's physically there, yeah. They're behind a box <laughs> that's conveniently placed, but that may or may not be related, I'll never tell. Uh, I think <laughs> the number one on uh, thing on my backlog right now that I have made no progress towards has actually been Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, Shelby has some opinions on that game. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> do. And I, so I haven't been spoiled to the true ending, but at the same time, um, I've had some friends give me some sort of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Gabby, if you're planning on buying a game coming out this summer, which I don't want to say because it'll spoil the thing. Um, you should probably finish Kingdom Hearts 3 first. And it's just like, uh, I really don't want to go through Pirates of the Caribbean a fifth time at this point. But I'll I'll get there eventually. I hope. I probably won't, but I hope. That's a tough one to have in the backlog, too, because you know you should. It's almost like homework, right? I know I should play it, but I don't know that I want to play it all the time. And it's really bizarre because that game was number one on my wish list for so long. I love the combat. Like, it's a fun game to play, but I feel like Nomura's just gotten so into his own head with stuff at this point that it's just not, it's not the answer I was hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right the expectations are really high yeah. and you set the bar and then people are going to be disappointed with what like this is where i see the features and when you make 20 games in between that changes the whole lore and you yeah. have to have the red string and you look like charlie day from yeah. always sunny trying to put it together <laughs> like i you know i mean because shelby you when you played it it was basically you wanted to it was skip the cutscene, get to the combat or 
Yeah, so I didn't play any of the games in between. That's fair. I just played the one, two, and three is is what I played, and I had no idea what was going on in three, like at all. And then they kept like bringing back characters, like remember this guy? I'm like, no, I do not remember <laughs> that guy. But you know, it's it's definitely there for people that have tracked that stuff and were really into the story. Like I couldn't tell you the first or last thing about Kingdom Hearts two. I just I just couldn't. I haven't retained it because I played it so long ago. But I mean, it's a fun romp. It's it's a fun romp through Disney, yeah. Yeah. and that's great. You know, my kids lit up every time they saw a character that they recognized, and that's fun to be in some of those worlds. Yeah, yeah and it's also been interesting to see Disney embrace Kingdom Hearts more, which has been something happening as of late. I mean, as much as Disney is a thing right now, given the circumstances. Right. But, like, at, okay. at one of the Halloween parties last year, you could meet Sora, or you could meet Donald and Goofy from Kingdom Hearts, and, like... Yeah, yeah cool. it's it's a really bizarre place to be as a Kingdom Hearts fan. And I think I'll just leave it at, sure. at that. But I'll get back to it eventually. It'll be fine. There's another question we like to ask, too. What is a game that you recommend be on everybody's backlog that they maybe haven't played? Or what's a game that you love that you think everybody should try if they have it on their backlog and they need to move it up front? Yeah, so I'm going to pick a topical answer to this. Uh, Go for because it. Because The World Ends With You has been on the top of my list for years. Like, this was the niche Nintendo DS game I would tell people to go hunting for back in 2010, 2011. Um, and the fact that they re-released it for Switch, it's okay. It's not the world's best port. A lot of the combat and a lot of the fun of playing that game was kind of lost in the translation, but it's still a fantastic game. Um, so that you can get the Switch port. There's an animation that's out now that you can watch on like Hulu or Funimation or your anime streamer of choice that's very faithful to the game. Um, it's just a very fun story about um you know a kid who just doesn't want to open up to people and seeing how he sees the world and then seeing that view change over time um it's also probably one of the most stylized games i've ever played the soundtrack is fantastic uh the combat's super innovative um just don't play it in big screen mode if you're getting the switch version because it's 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 bad but um, it's <laughs> well it, that game had a lot to do with the touch screen because it was ds originally yeah right? so the original combat was top screen you controlled with the d-pad and bottom screen you controlled with the pencil so it was very difficult to like figure out because you essentially had to keep like both screens on your radar but it was so satisfying once you like mastered it um and that's all gone in the in the switch version they just have the touch screen essentially but it's it, like i said it's mm. still fun um it's still like the same game it's just a little bit different yeah that was the first so. time that i thought i was gonna scratch my 3ds because i remember they had the one where you could slash back and forth <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like oh i'm gonna break this thing i better calm down a little bit i i know people hold that game in high regard i'm a big jrpg player myself and they have that comp that same team has a new JRPG coming out, right? The one where they're in the aquarium. The school. It's kind of like that battle royale movie where they have to if the last one gets to leave type thing. Wait, was the vibe I thought I saw? Wait, I'm not sure I'm familiar with that, but that sounds like my thing because I mean, if you want to talk obscure JRPGs from like 20 years ago, I'd also throw 999 on that list. 
Oh, there you yeah. go. There you go. That all right. All right. Are you an Earthbound person? Or I too? started Earthbound and I still haven't finished it. And I understand that that gets me a lot of hate from a lot of people. I promise I am going to play through it someday. <laughs> yeah. No, that one's hard to go back. Like I'll start that and then I have to stop it because something comes up and then something new and shiny comes out. And speaking of new and shiny, I know you've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter. Yes. Is this your first foray into Monster Hunter? It is. Yes. Same. I love this game. Mainly because I can ride a dog, but secondly, because the boss battles are so fun. Shelby, you played Worlds, right? Okay. I did play Worlds, yeah, and that was my first uh, dipping my toe into the water, which is Monster Hunter. But this one sounds like it's grabbing a lot more people and holding them. I think they made it more accessible than ever before. Like I, They started doing that in Worlds, is my understanding. But I, I remember playing the first one that came on the 3DS that everyone was in, like, oh, this is great. And there was a lot of mini management and I it kind of was like uh, I don't I had life came up I was like I don't have time for this but this has been kind of oh here just do this tutorial go do this mission and you have a cat and a dog friend that you can solo anything with um, I'm really into the wh- what weapon are you using Gabby so I started out with dual blades um, oh, okay. because I wanted something super button spammy um, I actually tried the <laughs> 3ds demo and I couldn't get into it because it was like you yeah. said too many menus too much like do these combos press these 20 buttons um, I I like that kind of gameplay but I have to already be invested in order to care that much um, sure. so dual blades was the perfect intro for that um i'm trying to pick up something new now i i tried the switch axe this morning actually for the first time and i thought that was kind of fun but i also yeah. want to do something more gun like so i don't know i'm a light bow gun user and then i use the long sword the other thing i really like about it is when you go online and join the hub world and you just play with random people from any country and you can get it done in 15 minutes you can walk away from the game feeling like oh, I have 20 minutes, let me go do an online mission and I feel like I accomplished something. Like, I got some type of gear, I can make some new weapon, yeah. I'm, prog- I'm progressing, it respects my time. That's what I really like about this game. Yeah, and it, it's scratching that MMO itch I've had for years. Yeah. Like, I love MMOs, but I do not have the time to get sucked into one. For sure. So... I said to my friends in a different Discord, I'm like, this is killing all urges I've had to want to go back to WoW. Because WoW's like a really, you know, like, oh, keep it away from me. It destroys lives. <laughs> it ruins families. No. And uh, this, this covers that itch for me, too. What is not covering my itch though is phoenix right i keep trying to go back to that <laughs> i love it i've beaten the first one i'm doing so shelby and i have an agreement i'm beating the whole trilogy that's like we decided like what games are we going to play this year and i'm on i'm halfway through the second one and i try my hardest not to use any guides but when you fail like six times in a row because you didn't examine something right it's it's so infuriating because you do get yeah. invested in the story it's really good storytelling um they just announced a new phoenix right game it was herlock sholmes right isn't it like reversed <laughs> awesome. uh, i think i'm saying it right gabby hold on no that's right really it is herlock there's sholmes. not a trademark pending on that it or is. anything like okay well done for sherlock holmes there is but not herlock sholmes <laughs> they didn't think to copyright herlock sholmes who would have <laughs> thought? thought what were they thinking i love the gusto <laughs> to go for that like let's just call this character that and let's see what people do because it gets you talking and that that better be a good game in the series, or they're going to get oh, a lot of flack yeah, after yeah. that name. Yeah, I've heard yeah, very good things oh, about good. it because it's it's been out for years on the 3ds, but this is the first time they're localizing it. 
Um, so cards on the table, I'm a longtime Phoenix Wright fan. Like, I played the DS games when they first came out in America. So I will, I will admit the second game, not that good. It's worth it for the last case. Everything else is like, eh, it's mm-hmm. neat. You know, there's some cool twists in it. Um, like if you've done the case with Eeny Meeny um, or Eeny Miny, um, like that one's uh, pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. I See, that was my worry. So in the first game, in the original, like the first three cases are really good. And then the one with the the lake kind of drags a little too really long, right? i love that case it's it's cool because it gets edgeworth's story really panned out but i was like okay let's get and then i was like oh okay so it's going where the game can lose me sometimes is okay let me go walk back to this place walk back to this place i kind of wish it was a little more linear but then it's not like you're playing real detective i kind of get that um I, I I had a feeling because I feel like I'm slogging through, so I'll I'll probably power power through and get to the last case. Yeah. How was the third one? How was the third one in the trilogy? The third one is fantastic, but okay. um, honestly, the the like slogging and like missing evidence and stuff, um, it's hard. Like, so if you play the fourth game onwards, which I don't know if they've remastered that for PC yet or what system you're playing on. Um, I'm playing on Switch. I'm Switch? playing the trilogy. Switch, okay, yeah. yeah. So they haven't released the fourth game, fourth game onwards for Switch yet, but they have okay. so many quality of life improvements for that stuff. Like, the game will just outright tell you, like, these are the spots you can investigate. You've already checked these ones, and yeah, it. I think that was one of my frustrations with the original game two on DS, but I didn't realize there was another way you could do it back then. So I just kind of, you know tapped everything until it worked well in some of these games we play that's exactly what it is i'm like okay this game's 20 years old right like or it's almost 20 years old so it's things it's older than that yeah it came out yeah the the first three games came out on game boy advance yeah in japan yeah it's in its 20s and so things age poorly something the story in it has not aged a story and it's great really good storytelling um but for if you're looking for a graphic novel type game or that's the the style uh for the price that capcom is offering for it i do think it's a good buy still but we'll see i gotta write a review for our website on it so i'm still out uh shelby what have you been playing uh not a lot it's been a busy week at work but (laughs) yeah it's been crazy uh but i have been jumping into outriders jumped into outriders a couple of times in the last week or so haven't played a lot more but what i do appreciate about that game is it's really easy to jump in and jump out um you know so basically you're taking on hordes of enemies and once you push through a horde and clear out an area move to the next area it'll checkpoint you and you'll load right back into it so it's very reminiscent of like a single player game rather than a all online multiplayer game so i am appreciating that um i compare it to destiny because that's game most similar to it that i've been playing recently and the downside to destiny was that you'd like drop in the hub world and here's all this stuff and figure out where you're going so like the time investment was a lot more this is just nice to kind of go in take some people out and then pop out so I, i'm enjoying it so far nice. is, is there a gear grind at all yeah. or how do you how do you get shiny new cool things in that game Ooh, you you take out foes and shinies drop that's oh. how that works yeah instant pleasure okay I love um that. i'm just starting to get rare gear i think is what it's called i think i got one piece of rare gear and the rest is uncommon okay. so i still got a little bit in terms of the slope, the slope before i start getting epic drops or anything of that nature again i like 
some of the moves these like sh- looter shooters are doing from Destiny or MMOs in general. So, G- Gabby, you said you like an MMO. They do some really neat stuff with the campaign. I have a friend that's been playing a lot more than I have, and I jumped in with him, and he is three yeah. or four levels ahead of me, and it just let me play along his campaign. And then when I got out, the three areas that I did not had not gone to yet were still locked. So I could either choose to continue where I played with my friend or jump oh, nice. back to where I was. So it made it really easy to jump in and jump out. That is awesome. That's a good question. Yeah. I know World of Warcraft was doing stuff like that, or they squish where you could be level right? five or ten and your buddy could be level sixteen and it'll squish a dungeon with some That's weird awesome. wizard math and the enemies and you can can work together and get stuff. What was your MMO of choice, Gabby, back in the day? What was your poison? Oh, Ooh, yes. God. It was those free-to-play Korean MMOs that always were popping out. Like um, Maple Story? Not Maple Story, specifically uh Fly FF. Oh, um, I've never heard of that. Yeah, super obscure. But it was basically, you know, it was loot grinding. Um mm-hmm. characters were cute. My sister and I would jump on together and uh I had a uh buff characters i would just buff her and then she'd go slay all the monsters and everybody was happy Uh, your support Um, class nice yeah yeah it was a lot of fun and i've definitely thought about you know picking up mmos again since but you know back then i had far i had so much more time yeah yeah when you're a kid you have no responsibilities i know yeah i know i just can't justify it anymore and it it makes me kind of sad because i i miss that sense of community um, and I miss like that, you know, let's go hop on and grind monsters. And like, this is the fun, but, th- but that's why I really like monster hunter. Cause that's all in there. And yes. it, like you said, it respects your time, which is something that I need now that I'm an adult and have responsibilities. Game- monster hunter is making a really good run for game of the year for me already. Or just like, I I'm yeah. in the monster like <laughs> ecosystem. I want to, I'm scared to watch the movie. I don't know if I'm not scared. Like, Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared because it looks so bad. <laughs> But I'm my buddy. My buddy, he's like, well, I watched the movie and I'm not getting the game now. It's, nope, they're not getting any more of my money. That movie was horrible. I was like, okay, well, fair enough. Speaking of money, EA is trying to get your money. <laughs> the big three news. Aren't they always? Oh, always. Yes. Isn't that EA's like trademark? <laughs> EA every account. Yeah. EA, it's in your bank. Yes. As we move to our big three news stories, uh, video game giant EA is steering players into loot box options for its biggest game uh fifa and i am not surprised by this at all this was on uh there's an article you can go find it on cbc or you can just google loot box and ea and you can be disappointed like everybody like ea just constantly disappoints me it's never like i'm like oh it's a story about ea this is gonna be good oh, never man. i'm always like let's see how much they can lower the bar yeah you're pretty hard on ea let's be real well yeah well you know my dad worked there for years and i have i have very yeah. fond memories of what it was like when he we lived there in the bay area Mike, so gabby and i know i'm gonna get made fun of in the discord for this because i always talk my dad worked for nintendo growing up <laughs> and he then worked for ea sports finally met you're somebody. playing underpowered bingo there's your free space <laughs> uh so my dad worked for ea and that's when ea was uh big with blizzard they would help publish like world warcraft 2 and i have fond memories of when they were on top and then something in like the mid 2000s it just started to change i feel like and um i but i also think kind of where gaming's going what you see with fortnite is microtransactions are kind of the way these big games go so if i'm ea because 
the big thing this last year was Madden got like the lowest rating it's ever gotten. It was really, really bad. It's just, it, they just need to make a free game and give it updates and let people pay microtransaction for it and make it a subscription based game for all their sports games. I think that's the model in 2020. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah. I don't really play sports games anymore. I, I played them a long time ago. Um, like with yeah. my cousins who are really into baseball. Um, but like I, I can see that. And yeah. honestly, like software as a service is kind of like the cool buzzword now anyways. And it'd be cool to see sports games go in that direction, given that at the end of the day, there really isn't too much that changes in sports. Right. You need new roster jer- jerseys. You can do the free agency. And there's I think there's more opportunity for people in a lot of those games. Yeah, or, or take a five-year run at it. You know what yeah. I mean? Say, hey, this is going to be a three-year game. Play it for that long. We'll update it as needed. And then if they want to change the kick button from B to A, then they can do that three years later, right? There's more nuances to that. But yeah, I guess in soccer, <laughs> there's kick button. Uh, or football. And Well, I mean, didn't they – they always tried to integrate, or integrate a new thing within Madden, right? Like they've been doing that for years yeah. where they try to do one new thing and then it's supposed to be a game changer is how they build it. But they kind of moved away from that. They, they, what they moved to was certain storylines. Like there was a creative character where you played a storyline of a character and they like you start out from him as high school and then you go on to college and you do that, which is fine. But it comes down to the gamer. People are buying it every year. Stop them with your wallet. Don't buy it every year. Just say, hey, make this version good and just say this is Madden for the next five-year run. It, it happens in Call of Duty, too, but we're even seeing Call of Duty moving to the, you know, with Warzone. It, a lot of it's, I feel like a lot of it's fan base is shifting to that, too. I just would like to see sports games make that shift. Yeah, I mean, this has this article has loot box in the title, so I'm already like, oh, come on. I'm just not a loot box kind of guy. Like, I don't want to pull, like, one arm bandit at the casino is how it feels. You know what I mean? What What's the game is on your phone that you play a lot of? Because I know that's a I, lie. I have not spent a you... dime on my phone game. <laughs> not one cent have I put into that game. Very skeptical. Which is probably why I'm never going to be like high tier when it comes to the phone games oh and marvel strike force yeah exactly but you do get loot boxes with free currency every day in that game right you're playing yeah, you a loot. get your free orbs right yeah. yeah but i mean i'm not paying for it yeah. i guess my, my issue is where you're paying for this kind of stuff but just not crazy about it yeah uh like i love pokemon go i paid money to that because i put so much time into it and i feel the developer i'm like all right yeah here here's some money i don't i feel justified for it uh, Pokemon is coming out with a big update. So in Pokemon Go, the big news is Xerneas and Yvetal, two legendary Pokemon, are finally coming to the game. And my favorite dragon Pokemon is coming. Uh, Gumi. Gumi will get to rise from the ashes on my team. Gooey boy. I am. I do like Gumi. He looks like a giant snot. I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I just like that. I think he's great, or she, whatever one you get. And uh, I... I've been playing a lot more Pokemon Go. We talked about it last week on our podcast about the stuff they've done with COVID to make raids more accessible for anybody. And I hope they keep that with everything because it's nice if you have friends that live on the East Coast that you trust. I'm like, hey, I would like to do the raid with you. Let's do this from here to there. Like, I, I did a raid with someone randomly in Canada the other day and I got a Pokemon from Canada. So it says my Venusaur is from Canada. And You know what I'm, they I'm say, Venusaurs are from Canada. No, what do they say? <laughs> Men are from Mars. Venusaurs are from Canada. Venusaurs are from say. Canada. That's the saying. That's the old adage that people use all the time. Got it. I did not know that. 
Are you big on Pokemon Go, Gabby? I am, yeah. So I, I, I'm i in a similar position where I've been do, doing remote raids with friends uh, from the UK, actually, fairly oh, regularly. Wow. But it's I always find Pokemon Go an interesting, like, sort of case study on mobile games because... So I, I've been down the rabbit hole before. Um, the rabbit hole was named Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, and you had to actively throw your money yeah. at that game to remain competitive. Which is oh, something no. that was not good. <laughs> um, no. But like with Pokemon Go, I mean, yes, it is frustrating that there are more of these cool Pokemon that have their shiny forms locked behind, you know, hatching a certain number of eggs until the numbers roll out properly. But at the same time, like, I, I guess that's not really as big of a temptation for me. Like, I like shiny Pokemon as much as the next person, but I, I don't have the need to wail for it, to use the actual right. term. So I, I've i really been enjoying Go. I really like the changes that they've made. I hope that they keep most of them post-pandemic. Um, same. I, I just think that at the same time, like, I, I don't mind giving my money to them because they respect me when I give them my money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also as a mobile developer, like, I understand someone's got to pay the bills. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I, yeah. I I had someone say that to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I've never really thought about it. Those developers work really hard on this. They're still doing it. And I'm sure Pokemon Go makes tons of money every day and they're not hurting. Oh, but I'm sure I, too. I don't mind. And then you play Pokemon Masters still, too, right? I've I do. I've that. Is that a big scene? No. Um, okay. I love Pokemon Masters, but it's it's another mobile game where there isn't really a competitive aspect to it. Um, it is more like a traditional gacha where, you know, you can pull for your favorite Pokemon trainers and some of them are male and some of them are female and that's just right. how it works. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of the fun in that game is just looking at the units or the trainers that you do have unlocked and like putting together the puzzle and figuring out how to defeat a certain challenge. Yeah. Um, so I, I do polls on my channel for Pokemon Masters because I genuinely enjoy it. I think it's exciting. Um, but it's it's getting the shiny new thing right it's, That's like it's the, getting the shiny new thing it's it's a good way to play do you remember this pokemon trainer which uh, more often than not i don't which is fun <laughs> um but still it's it's a mobile <laughs> game that is very upfront with you with you know this is how we're gonna monetize this is how you know you get these free gems per month this is how much it costs to do a poll this is like how much money you can spend if you want to pull yourself like it doesn't necessarily try to pull any baits or switches and it doesn't ever put you in a position where you feel like you need to, you know, get max out a character with money because, you know, you're in a competitive environment with other people. It's like, okay, yeah, so I didn't get the 5-5 five five Leon or whatever. I will just take my 1-5 Leon and see what I can do with it. So, um. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I'm trying to get Shelby back into Pokemon Go, just as long as I can trick him. That was really the goal, so hopefully we sold him on it. <laughs> uh, something I don't need to be sold on. I don't know if you guys are big cinephiles. I mean, Shelby, I know, likes a good movie. Or Gabby, are you a movie watcher? I, I enjoy a good movie. So this past week, video games finally won an Oscar. But not a video game movie. It was not Mortal Kombat, just in case you were worried about it. Aww. It wasn't Monster Hunter? It was not Monster Hunter. <laughs> sadly, sadly. No, uh, it was a short called Colette, which was a uh, in the virtuality Oculus Rift Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. It's a short that you could watch. 
Um, and it's a 24-minute film that was directed by Anthony Gaiacicino and produced by Alice Doyard. And it followed a survivor of the rest French resistance as she returned to Germany for the first time since the end of World War II, where Nazis killed her brother in a concentration camp, which is yeah, heavy, wow. heavy stuff. Um, I think it's fascinating that... You know, we kids play war video games, but they learn maybe a minuscule bit of history that maybe a company's finally taking on, saying like, "Hey, this is history to this game, and this is impactful, and you need to watch and learn." And I, I'm all for that, and I like that video games are getting rewards because I I'm big on that. This is an art form, so it's cool to see it getting rewarded outside of the video game realm. Yeah, that's a that's also super interesting since. Um... World War Two is one of those like moments in history that I've always really been fascinated with. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't know that you could put on a VR game and watch a short, but um, that actually sounds really intriguing. Right. Well, it's it's weird yeah. because this year, you know, because COVID, I'm like, wait, who is going to the movie theater? Like, where where are these awards going to be coming from? <laughs> that too. And then now it's like, oh. Hey, there's these other mediums that people watch on because Netflix is starting to get Golden Globes and Emmys in the last few years. And well, the other thing that kind of makes me cringe about this, this is also Facebook's technically first Oscar. So take that as you will, (laughs) how you feel about Facebook. I mean, it's not going anywhere. Facebook is going to be Facebook. And I think it's just nice to see the medium being awarded the way it is, right? It's nice to see them get a nod, especially at this time on a VR headset, no less. I mean, the distribution on something like that is not as big as maybe we would have hoped in the gaming industry, but it's nice to see that they're getting a nod. Um, it's kind of too bad that the Oscars had like the lowest attendance ever. Like now we're going to yeah. get the award for yeah. video games. But I know there's a lot of cool uh, things that went on, like the best supporting actress for Asian woman to get right. that. That was really cool. I'm curious if more developers are going to be conscious about, Hey, we can maybe make like last of us Two. say what you will about the game, the story and the telling, if you just took that part, it's a movie. And I would be curious if they would ever just make a cut, a giant director's mm-hmm. cut for someone to watch the game and like, oh, here's a two hour game episode, something like that. I would also be intrigued if, um, I mean, this is going in the opposite direction. I mean, especially with VR, if they start making some of these historical places like available to, you know, walk around in and sort of experience that gravitas. Oh, yeah. Like I... I, I have visited a, a former concentration camp a couple of times, actually, as I, I hate to use the word tourist, but like, what else can you really describe but it, it as? You are. Yeah. And yeah. there is really something to be said about physically being there and like seeing everything that VR would yeah. be a really fantastic medium um, to start sort of carrying over those experiences. Like, yeah, maybe it comes bundled in with a World War II game where most of the focus is on, you know, shooting people because it's a game. Um, but but to right. have that moment of, like, realism, which it, which it almost seems like it was with this short film, like, to just have that experience mm-hmm. as well, that, that would be interesting. Well, and then, you know, like, this is getting you so much closer to that Ready Player One oh, future. Oh, God, let's, in a way, like, let's oh. not go all the way to that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we, like, slowly get there, maybe? Yeah. No, I'm all for it. Like, let's make schools a virtual reality place. Kids can turn off other kids and not be distracted. It'd be I, great. 
Yeah. I'm fine Great, with guys. that part of it. Just let's leave the protagonist behind because I'm sorry, Wade Watts, not a good dude in my book. No, he's kind of just annoying. can't do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, well, let's move to our final segment. Since you're here, Gabby, we do something called the Hot List. Hot List. It's getting hot in here. And our Hot List is we. I, my friends like to tease me because I always ask them like top five movies, top five everything, and. I'm a Pokemon lover, and my favorite thing about Pokemon is choosing a starter. I think it's the most important moment in a game. Everyone makes the meme, like, the most important moment of your childhood. And I think playing with your starter is really important. Um, so I wanted to hear, I figure we go around the room, because I know Shelby's played a couple Pokemons. He did Sword this year, and he had to do a Nuzlocke, and it a left a sour taste in his mouth. Yeah. As uh-huh. it does. <laughs> as it does. I mean, I just don't know the Pokemons as well as I should know the Pokemons. <laughs> like, oh, you're green. Yeah, you're grass. I could, I can get you with, oh, no, no, I cannot. And then before you know it, my, my <laughs> team was really hurting and on Nuzlocke run. That's not the best place to be. So I was a little more frustrated than the game developers intended for sure. But, you know, kudos for cuteness. I, I enjoyed my time. He would have enjoyed it more, less Lesnock. I know we shouldn't have That's put that uh, stipulation on you, so I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. And I think it's because you picked the wrong starter, to be honest with you. Uh, no, Inteleon is where it's at. <laughs> He's all right. He's all right. So I think we should do it in order. We'll go through uh, grass, fire, water, like they do in the game, and we'll say who ours represents. And Gabby, since you're a guest, why don't you start us off? I think I know which grass one you're going to say. I mean, it's pretty obvious if you've spent any time staring at my webcam for the past 30 minutes. Uh, Rowlet. Rowlet. What is it with the owls? Is it, are you an owl person or is it? I, I am an owl person, I guess. I didn't really realize this until <laughs> Rowlet came around. But it, it was honestly the perfect circularness of the bird. Spherical. Plus, <laughs> yeah, very spherical. Um, plus like Rowlet's attitude, I think in the animation, just, it was based, I mean, Rowlet's basically, you know, a troll if you watch the animation and, and I, I just am emotionally aligned with that. <laughs> I like in the game that he looks back at you, like, what are you doing? Sometimes cause he that turns too. his head, like, like there's some great, like what, like moments <laughs> that you'll see on the internet. Uh, he's number one in the Pokedex and he's number one in my heart. It's Bulbasaur. Uh, that was my very first Pokemon, and he will always be my favorite. I also like that he's always competitive in VGCs. That's cool, too. But he's just, he's a strong toad. And I'm, I'm proud to say I am i was one of the few Bulbasaur players back in the day. And I got made for Charizard and Blastoise. Get all the love, because they look cool. But Venusaur, he's the real MVP of Pokemon Red and Blue. What about you, Hashtag Shelby? Bulbasaur propaganda. Hey, hey, hey now. Bulbasaur <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> Set it out. Um, I, I've done a little bit of Googling. I, I think I got to go with Turtwig. Oh, Turtwig's a good Yes. Boy. I like him too. He's awesome. He's a nice little ground turtle. Yeah. That's back when we were in college. That's a funny one for you to pick too because I got you and our other fraternity brother, Brian Cole, back into Pokemon. And we were all, we would play like on road trips home. I remember that playing back. And you drove me back home from winter break, and you're like, you you're beating the game. I was like, it's all I did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. All right, Gabby, start us off now. And the next one, if we're going in order, would be fire. Your fire starter. So this one is tough because part of me does want to say Charmander because it was my first starter of all of them, and I thought you had to pick the Pokemon on the box. Uh, but I'm gonna actually go with Torchic. <laughs> Because oh. Gen 3 was 
really, I think when I first came into competitive Pokemon as part of my experience and Torchic slash Blaziken was on my first ever competitive team I built for a singles tournament. And it was also my first starter that gen. Like Torchic just has had my back. You, again, it's like picking, it's like your first dog or first cat, you know, like you get a memory attached <laughs> to these starters for sure. Definitely. For me, it's, uh, I, I, it's Litten, not because he's my first, he looks like my actual cat. <gasps> Uh, that was why I chose him. I have a big fat mincoon, so I have a shiny litten that I bred named Marley. And yeah, in Sonoroar, he walks around uh, the frozen aisles with me and sword and shield. So that is my guy. Shelby, where where is your fiery heart at? My fiery heart at? It, I'm going to need some help on this one. The In sword and shield, who is the starter fire type? Uh, that would be Score Bunny. Score Bunny. Yes, Score Bunny. So I played with the water type and the entire time I just wanted to have score bunny on my team. So it's <laughs> like, look how cool that guy is. I want that one. Can I go back? Cause I, the other running joke on here is that Shelby will not pay for Nintendo online. And it's like, just get it. Cause I had a shiny rowlet for him to give him. Uh, he did not. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, and for water, I'm, am I going to see a bird trio from you, Gabby? Ooh, bird trio. I don't know. I, I'm i really having a hard time picking my favorite water type. I, I think I'm going to go Gen 2 and say Totodile. Oh. Um, since, like, it, it addresses the OG roots, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I always thought Totodile was really fun to say. I always <laughs> liked his little kicky feet dance and stuff. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's going to be toe to dial. Uh, for me, it, it goes back and forth, but I, I'm going to take it to home too. And it's going to be mud camp and not for the memes and not for that. I just always <laughs> thought that water and ground, he only had one weakness. I was like, oh, he's really cool. And I love, uh, oxalotls. I think they're fascinating amphibian. And I love that doctors are doing research about their regenerative limbs. And if, oh wait, really? Yeah. If if Pokemon is listening to me, oh, that's so cool. Mudkip needs to have regenerator. Like it would make sense with the actual alignment of the amphibian that he is. Oh, God, <laughs> you've given this a lot of thought. I can tell you're ready to have a, write a dissertation on I this. I am. I think I just want Mudkip to be stronger. That's really. That's I want awesome. him in the meta. I do. And then Shelby, I think I know what you're going to pick. I know who's. Oh yeah. The OG, the original Squirtle. I mean, idea. that was the one that I played back in the day. And then I also got found a lot of love for him in Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. When Pokemon Trainer came in yeah. and you could zip around on the shell. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly how I imagined Squirtle. Should <laughs> a lot of the pro Smash players will start out with Squirtle and he's got some crazy combos. That's like, you know, you know, learn the juggle, up kick, up kick, up B. There's some good, good <laughs> combos from there. And we're going to put this list on our website on Underpowered Media. So you get to do that. We did one with another group of guys called the Nintendads. We did our top Zeldas and we ranked those. And that was a fun episode. So that is it, Gabby, for us tonight. I want to say thank you for joining us. Um, is there anything you'd like to share that's going on? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, so people can find me over on Twitter at Gabby Snyder. Um, alternatively, I put together one of those like link tree things over at simplygabby.tv, okay. uh, spelled exactly like it sounds, and you can find all of my social stuff there. Um, nothing's really going on for me at this point, but I would hope that y'all would stop by, say hi, say that, you know, you came oh, from Underpowered nice. and we can chat. Yeah, we can chat about why Phoenix yes, Wright yes. is awesome. Or why it or makes something. you feel dumb. That's really my, my issue. Uh, <laughs> 
And then you've been doing stuff with the AAPIP, correct? On your stream? So this month on Twitch, uh, that's what I thought you were referring to, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually donating all my Twitch proceeds to uh, Stop AAPI Hate. Yeah. Um, they're a major charity that's come up in light of everything going on in the world right now. So, um, subs, bits, whatever, if Twitch is going to give me money for it, I'm just making a giant charity donation. So, um, if you are thinking of stopping by, um, you know, while I do appreciate the support, if you'd rather make a direct donation, um, that would also be greatly appreciated because, you know, they, they need the money more than I do. Yeah. I think it's very admirable and I wanted people to hear that. That come and oh, thank us. you. Yeah. Uh, Shelby, where can people find us? Where can people find us? Uh, if you want more of us, follow <laughs> us on our social channels in the attached description on our website at underpoweredmedia.com. We're also on Twitch at Underpowered TV. We got a Discord. Come chat if you'd like. Please leave us a review at five stars if you'd be so kind. That's a wrap for this week. We're out. Player games.